the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to The Marinade with Jason Earl, a free-flowing conversation about the creative process with creative people. This is episode 49, and our guest is Emily Wolf. Emily is a guitar player, singer, and songwriter based in Austin, Texas. Her self-titled solo record was released in 2019, and y'all go get a copy. It is fantastic. You're hearing Emily's latest single, Ghost Limb Gambler, in this episode, which you can find wherever you listen to music and at emilywolfmusic.com, which is also where you can find her upcoming tour dates. She's all over the eastern U.S. in February, so be sure to catch her and say hello for us if she's coming to your town. Hey, y'all, before we get to our conversation with Emily, I'd like to give a huge shout out to our newest Patreon patrons, Kelly and Patty. Welcome, Kelly and Patty. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Each of them will be receiving a marinade shirt, a button, and a sticker, plus access to our Patreon-exclusive show, Jason's Journey, where I talk about the moments that have shaped and continue to shape my creative life. Uh, we have a special deal going for one more week. If you join our Patreon at the $10 level between now and February 9th, 2020 i will send you a marinade shirt that's usually uh what a 25 dollars purchase so 10 bucks for access to patreon exclusive content a shirt and some swag it's a really hard deal to beat seriously plus it's fun patreon's fun we have a good time over there all right y'all let's get to the conversation emily and i caught up behind little indies in orlando florida just before doors opened for her show at will's pub a few days ago she was such a delight to chat with and I am so honored to bring you this conversation with Emily Wolf. I wish I knew. Yeah. But I'll try and talk the exact same level as you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being so considerate about that. <laughs> yeah, so just kind of aware of that and perfect. Will you just say some nice things into check, the check, microphone? Check, check, check. Hey, hey, hey. Ah, that yeah, was yeah, charming. Yeah. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much for doing this. Oh, yeah, I'm of so course. excited. I've been devouring your self titled record. And oh, my gosh. It's like, I hear. It's, I think increasingly, this is what I, what I want, it has this characteristic that I want from music increasingly, which is, it's like heavy guitar and like heavy themes too, to the lyrics, 
but it just like goes down easy. There's something about like the almost pop sensibility of the of the feel to it, right? It's just like makes me want to sing along, but at the same time, there's that heaviness to the guitar, and there's that heaviness to the the themes that kind of is like, all right, this is sort of what I want these days. Like, That's great. You, you know what I mean? Does I'm that make so any gl- sense? Yeah, I'm super glad that that came across because it's like what I'm trying to do. Good. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's like. That's cool. I'm glad. Well, how how do you try to do that? Like, what does that look like? I do, I do a lot of pre-production uh-huh. for stuff. Like, um, I don't know. I s- study pop music. Like, it's like nobody's business. Like, it's yeah. own, its own thing. Just because, like, Max Martin is uh-huh. like a hero of mine right. when it comes to like songwriting and stuff because. He somehow figured out the like mathematical formula to like writing a hit song, and it's like, yeah, I want to do that, but I also like want to put other influences into it. Like my favorite band is like Queens of the Stone Age, so it's mm, like, oh, uh, that comes through. Yeah, like how That's can I cool. mix these and. I don't know. With my voice, ho- it's just not a rock voice, and maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I was, <laughs> and, and I skipped my compliment about your voice, which oh, man, I know, feel stupid about. Because, that yes, that is part of it, too, is that you have such a beautiful voice. And Thanks. I think that that, that juxtaposition, uh, and it's not like it's not out there. It's just it's kind of rare, where it's like that, that beautiful voice with the really heavy guitar and the, and the chops, right, to back it up. So you got that whole package. Which makes it for a really unique and really fun listen. That's great. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm super pumped that that's that it's fun. Okay, good. <laughs> good. So, what does that process look like for you? Are you a sit down, do the work kind of person every day? Um, it's because it seems like one of the themes that I'm gathering from just doing some research from interviews with you and so forth is that work ethic seems to be seems to come up a lot or like working on your craft yeah and so what is your relationship like with your work is it that you're getting up and doing it constantly is it always on your mind what does that look like yeah it's it's kind of just a part of my brain at this point I think because like anything I listen to I try to analyze it's like and it's fun to listen to music but it's also like okay what did they do here that I like how can I incorporate that what are the the chord changes that make me feel something like why does this Elton John song make me feel really sad or like really excited or right. give me tingles like and I try to like really analyze what about those things it, can I can I do you know um, if that makes sense uh, but a lot of it is just trying to figure out patterns in music that I love um, let's see like I know so Max Martin does this thing where it's like he's got a hook and then he's got verse, chorus, verse. And then at the end of a song, he'll like do the chorus twice. But the first time that he does it out of those two is like he'll do it a different way. So it like reengages you. Uh. It's like I think a lot of a lot of work ethic comes from just studying masters at their crafts, I think. And then so there's the songwriting part and then there's like the guitar part it's like okay how does Stevie Ray Vaughan bend what is his phrasing how do I get my own sound to to be as impactful as his you know right yeah when you started you started playing really young right yeah uh-huh. when you did and maybe this maybe I'm answering my own question here but I think you just named you just mentioned Stevie Ray Vaughan right yeah. so uh-huh. 
that name is so intimidating to me if I think of the guitar. Yeah. I, if I'm trying to, to glean anything off of him, it would be incredibly intimidating. Did you have that feeling ever, or did is it because you started so young, did you kind of, were you fearless and like em, emulating your heroes early? You know, I don't think I ever was afraid. I, I mean, I knew right off the bat, like, okay, I'm not going to sound exactly like him, so mm. why try? Right. Just like kind of, you know figure out how he does it if that's possible and then do it myself if yeah. that's possible and like I think it's like inherent that it's gonna sound unique because everybody sounds different on the guitar to me sure uh, but yeah um, sorry I don't know if I answered the question no I <laughs> think you did answer my question I'm just it just kind of blows my mind that because I, I think about and maybe that's me projecting my own feelings about my guitar playing right oh. is that <laughs> I think when I, anytime I try to, and it's true of writing and writing too. So I'm more of a writer. And yeah. so it, I know that I end up sounding like people that I want to sound like. Yeah. Right? And I know that I fall really far short, but I don't know that I, I want, I don't know that I consciously study them. Uh -huh. You know, I don't know that I do. Like, are you sitting down with a Stevie Ray Vaughan record? Oh yeah. And really thinking about how is he making that happen? Yeah. Like, videos um i i have this like this software that i use that like if i hear a lick that i think is incredibly difficult to play and really cool i'll slow that shit down so slow and learn it note for note and then like try and like figure out okay how can i turn this lick into my own um so that's like kind of that's like how i do it you know, basically, like, so I've got, like, like, let's see, like, a bank, I guess, of licks that I love to do. And then other times live, I'll just, like, try and make some stuff up, I guess. And then yeah. somehow it works out because it'll bleed into the other licks of the bank, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And and the more you play, the you know, and the, the better you get at that and you have that what reservoir of licks, yeah. you know, that you can draw from the, the software slows it down yeah or, it's crazy that's wild let me tell you what it is it's uh it, it was 15 dollars. okay it's called <laughs> it's kind of a stupid name it's called the amazing slow downer app the amazing slow downer get at us if we have ad space available yeah on the marinade oh it's crazy on. yeah okay. it'll slow stuff down it'll put it in a different key um and yeah i'll just listen over and over and over until i until you've got it figured how to figure it out. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of people, you know, it's kind of funny because looking back at like years past, like in the 70s, like Clapton didn't have that. Like, I yeah. don't know how he taught himself all that shit. Like, that's sure. incredible that he, you know. That yeah, he also players. didn't have Twitter and, yeah. you know. <laughs> YouTube and <laughs> YouTube stuff like YouTube and stuff. So, yeah. like, I, I do wonder that sometimes. I think about that a lot, actually. Yeah. It happened recently is. I, of course, it's an advantage in some ways, but at the same time, if you didn't have that stuff, you'd just be sitting alone in your room, woodshedding yeah. it. Yeah, you know? totally. And, and is that what it looks like? Are you, like, a tour may be different, but if you're at home, are you getting up and, and picking up your guitar and starting right away? Or, like, what's your day-to-day -day look like when it comes to your creative process? Yeah. Well, funny enough, I, so my day-to-day, -day, I actually am currently a guitar tech at a music shop uh -huh. um yeah uh at this point in my career it's like 
all my money that I make goes back into the business, and so I gotta yeah. pay my bills somehow. And yeah, so I just guitar tech at a music shop. So I'm there at like long hours during the day, like ten to seven. Um, so I only really have oh wow like four or five hours at night to yeah. do whatever or hang out with my family. And um, but before I had a job, like I had a, I had a couple of years that I didn't have to work because I had like a like a a song in a TV show that gave some royalties to me mm. and for a while and then it, it started to dip off but um, during that time I wrote a lot of songs and I just I did a bunch of exercises on guitar and I watched a ton of videos and I went to the library like it was the 90s and uh -huh. just like studied a bunch of books read a bunch of bios like like books on theory and that kind of thing or, or some of that some yeah. of like um, I read a lot of like, like Chrissy Hines' uh, biography. I read Bruce Springsteen's. Did you biography. tour with her? Or I did. Yeah, a couple yeah. shows with her. Yeah, yeah she's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was awesome. But uh, I want to get to that too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, that's interesting about the fact that you're, that you've got a day job that is as a guitar tech. Is that allowing you to access anything creatively, or is it just work, work? It's it's actually really helpful um, nice. cuz it's so it's a shop in Austin and I absolutely love it. I was a customer that went there every single day. Yeah. And then I was like, "You know what? Maybe I should ask for a job." And so right. they were like, "We actually need a guitar tech." So I started working there and um but so they have this massive wall of guitar pedals and I just get to try them all and I get to open all the new ones. <laughs> and it's like I get to just geek out on gear all day and it's like kind of a dream job to be honest like yeah like it, ideally i would be able to work on my own music all day but yeah. you know gotta gotta pay those bills so but it's great that you found something that's around you've got competencies around that job and so they it can feed off of each other in yeah. that way if you're able to if you're p testing out new pedals i'm sure you're getting all kinds of ideas and yeah your, your it's cool neurons are firing in that way yeah i'm just in the back just uh, it's funny because the, the guitars, the, so the, it's actually a rental shop. So they have, I basically set up all the guitars and clean them all when they're, when they come back from rentals. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, it's, I've learned so much about like Fender guitars and like I'm a Gibson girl, so I don't really know much about Fenders, but I do now. Yeah. But they're, they, they run out Fenders and, uh, yeah, all the specs I learned and, um, the repair guys taught me a lot about pedals too, like repairing pedals and amps and stuff. So it's been really fun actually. That's great. Yeah. But are you able to, it sounds like, I mean, you're constantly living in music then. Like, are, yeah. does that ever, is that always comforting? Does that ever, do you ever feel like I need some, I need a break? And if so, what do you do to get that break? Or is it just, yeah. that's just so much of you that you dig it that much? I just, you know, I've ne I never get tired of it. Good. It's like. If I'm if I'm not surrounded by either gear or like my band or people who play music or whatever, like I feel weird. <laughs> like yeah, I feel like I'm yeah. like I'm. I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird world without it. You seem very um, very centered. Are, are, do you do something to work on that, or is that accurate, or are you just really good at portraying that? You seem like very you know, content. I'm really content. Good. I think I think it's just I, 
I've only been this way for like a year. <laughs> so it's like, oh, word? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's taken a long time for me to get on the road, just uh, doing even like little venues like this. Like, right. So I'm just like stoked to have the opportunity to play in different cities. That's so interesting, especially considering the fact, I mean, clearly people are recognizing your talent. Like you've, you've played with all these people, the pretenders and uh, Gary Clark. And I'm just doing this off the top of my head because I have it written down somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember, but and, and all of these pairings all made sense as I read them, wherever I read them. Gary Clark, uh, Hart, like all that just sort of made sense as I was, as I was uh, going through this. And then Ben Tanner produced your record. Yeah. Like, um, it is kind of wild how the whole thing works that just now you're getting to that place where you're out on the road and doing yeah. the thing. But what lessons have you learned from the, the what an awesome education, like those kind of people getting to play with them. It's crazy. It's what so lessons cool. have you learned from those folks? Well, I've kind of learned that it's like if if I'm going to do this, I've just got to be all in, yeah. you know, because like I was like side stage for heart. After after I played, then Joan Jett played, and then Hart played, and I was watching Jesus. them, and it's yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, Joan Jett is really short, by the way. Oh. She's super short, super nice. Oh, nice. But they're just like it's crazy to think about how long their careers have been, yeah. and that's what I want really. So I think the lesson that I've learned is, like, yeah, I, I want to be playing arenas one day every night. Sure. But it's going to be a slow build because these women are, they're up there in age, but they're playing these huge places. So it's like, I think to have a long career, it's, it's the lesson I learned is like, it's a slow build. And that's just something that I had to accept. There's not going to be like one thing that's going to be the big break. You know, yeah. it's just like, everything's just a stepping stone. Isn't that so true? Like, I think that there's this myth in Western society that we have this feeling, uh, especially in American society where we feel like there's this moment that happens for everybody where you explode. Yeah. And, and it feels like that because it's all of a sudden someone's in our face and we know who they are. Yeah. And we don't see the 10 years of, you know, working at the, not uh, working at the guitar store and, yeah. and serving tables and doing all the other jobs, touring around in a, in a, a van yeah. or, or less, you know? Yeah. And and then when that moment comes, like I think that is a weird myth that there's like this spark that happens and there you are. Yeah. You're on you're in an arena. Yeah. Because it happens so infrequently that someone totally. lives that life. It's like the American Idol syndrome or something. Or yeah, like the boys. Yeah. It's like, oh, you won, here you go. You know, like and it's funny because it's funny to hear people say, Oh, they came out of nowhere, but it's like, I don't know, man. They've probably been pounding pavement for decades for you know. sure so yeah yeah i mean i can think of a, a handful of examples off the top of my head of people that seemingly came out of nowhere but yeah. that that were just doing it doing yeah. the work and going through the the muck yeah you know to, to yeah, get yeah. there so you think arenas is the end goal like if you oh, could have yeah. it you want to do oh that? my god yes that's, that's like so great that's the that's the goal that's so cool yeah not like giant rock clubs, but arenas. Like arenas. The big. There we go. Huge yeah. Tour. I love that. And I love the la There's no hesitation in your <sighs> voice. Arenas. No <laughs> hesitation at all. You want to play arenas. It's I wonderful. mean, I love playing like anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I in an, an ideal world, Yeah. the arena is. Well, let's talk about live because I haven't seen you live yet, but I have watched a ton of videos and um, the, the energy that you bring and the the focus that you seem to have 
like and it it comes through in a video so oh, it cool. must be very real in real life like there just seems to be such a f you seem completely locked in to what you're doing on that stage that's great is there anything you do to to get there or is that just part of the process it's i kind of just have to flip a switch like that's pretty much like the only place that I've, I feel focused <laughs> like oh, everywhere else like it's it's like something distracts me every second you know uh, but not you know not in this interview I'm not no you've been locked in here <laughs> do you are you do you have like ADHD or anything a diagnosis probably of any sort? I don't know yeah, it's not, yeah it's I don't know I kind of feel spacey like like all the time but something about just getting to play original songs in front of people is like like okay like this is it this is what you're wanting so i just flip the switch and then that's all i see and feel and it's like okay this is why i was born you know that's yeah. what i feel like i was born to do so that's wonderful there it's cool there was uh which one was it there you played there's a video of you playing um okay yeah i can read my own handwriting out of blues and you it, there's like this tom morello-esque kind of coda to it i don't remember where you were playing oh <laughs> i don't remember but it was really cool it was like this rage feeling Sweet. kind of um felt and it, it just felt like you were in that moment and you wanted to melt people's faces yeah. and it just came across as something that like tom morello would do i love tom morello he's amazing he's it's so cool that he brings such a unique sound because so many people like I know I said like everybody does sound different on the guitar, but he's just coming from such a different place with it. It's instantly recognizable. Yeah. No matter what he's doing. So cool. Yeah. What was the um, the process like produ creating the new album with Ben Tanner? What was that whole process like? It was great. Um, I like to write and flesh out the songs pretty much like... 99% okay. before I go in. Yeah. And I cut like live demos for him and I sent those over to him. And I think he, at first he was like, okay, you don't have a rock voice, but you've got rock songs, but they've got pop influence. So I think he was slightly confused on how to do it. Mm. But then I was like, well, come out to a live show. And he came to see me and the guys play at Stubbs in Austin. Uh -huh. And after the show, he was like, okay, I get it. I know what to do. So I don't know what happened there, but I guess the live show, like, let him know, like, okay, this is what, this is the direction to go. Well, that's great, because there's that live feel to yeah. the record. And that's so great. that okay. comes through for sure. Cool. And to hear you say it doesn't surprise me at all. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really great. Um, but it was great. So I sent him, I, he came out to the show, and then, um, yeah, we did it. Some of it in Muscle Shoals, uh, Alabama, where he lives. Yeah. And then most of it in Austin at Arlen Studios. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really close to where I live. So I, I kind of, like, I, f I flew him out. I was like, man, I kind of just want to be at my house to do, you know, near my house and my family to do this. And, um, yeah, it was great. It was really quick and really uh, natural to work with him. It was really fun to see the kind of stuff that he brought, like um, some standout things that I remember happening. So before I met him, I was I was really into like 
bass and mid-range frequencies and like because uh-huh. like high-end treble stuff like kind of kind of i haven't figured out really how to put treble frequencies in a record without them being harsh if that makes any sense it does make sense yeah yeah but so he was like okay you've got all these layered up guitars you've got to have something in the high register and it sounds like well duh but right. i don't know to me like that shoe hadn't dropped right but so I had like bass and mid range carved out for each other, like the bass was scooped, and then the the mids on the guitar were like curved up, so it made like a sandwich. And then he was like, "You need something on top uh, uh, to like like have little ear candy." And I was like, "Okay." So he had like air, like he would just play air synth, if that makes any sense. Like, uh-huh. um, so he would just he found this sound on a synth that was literally just like wind, like high end wind. And it gave all the choruses like this lift. And it's like, it's really subconscious, but it's so cool to me. That's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. He's like, he's really, really, really good at what he does. I love that. I always love asking about that process because I find it fascinating how you can have these songs 99% done and you have, you know what you want to hear. But at the same time, that wind is what you needed. Yeah, right? like it's that's, crazy. That's what you needed. Yeah, and it's it's all like s- sonic, I guess. Okay, how can you please the ear? You know, um, and that's like, like I I had never really thought about that before him, and right. now I'm like obsessed with that concept. So, how comfortable are you bringing your songs to other people for for either their influence or feedback or whatever? It's weird. It's a little weird still. <laughs> I wish I was more open about it, but I have started tapping into it. Good. Um Yeah, I brought I brought us like a half finished song to a guy in, in Nashville and we ended up writing it together 50/50 and it's I really love the lyrics now. And oh, good. Yeah, I still feel a little bit weird like like I'm giving half of my dog away or right, something, but like Right. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know. Oh my God, it's such a painful I know, right? It's like, it feels weird, but, but I feel like the more I do it, the better it'll feel. Is that a song that has been released or is that one that you've No, not yet, not yet. But it's going to be, I'm, I'm writing the next album and it's going to be released in uh, the fall, I think. Okay. Whenever Q3 is of a year. I don't know. All right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll be on that one. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Still tweaking it though. But okay, so songs are written. Yeah, all mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Still got a couple more that I, I want to pump out. But okay, yeah. Was there like a, a through line to them? Was it a collection of things that you've recorded over time? Like, what more can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's exciting. You know, it's. I'm trying to think of a theme now that I'm like really thinking about it. Were they written around the same time? They were kind of scattered, mm-hmm. like. Uh, one of the songs I had had written, let's see, I had the verse written, and I was like, I cannot give up on this song. This is, like, really something that I want yeah. to be out. Um, and then I went to Nashville for, like, five days to, like, get away from my day job and, and write in an wow. Airbnb. And I finished it there because I was alone and, like, I just really like to write when nobody's around me or, uh, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I finished it there and then I finished a few others. And, yeah, I just wrote them there and I had, I had some snacks there. I had a little one-bedroom. I had 
TV going with no sound and just my pedals and that was it. Well, yeah. that's so romantic to me. So the you just had you you needed that space and yeah. so you f- you flew to Nashville, got an Airbnb. Did you like haul yourself off or were you going out and, you know, out and seeing other people and, you know, meeting other people or a little going out bit for a of coffee it. or a drink or something or Yeah, I I met up with uh, some people from my publishing company. They were like, "Hey, like, do you want to write more and I was like I have got to write more because I have all this stuff inside me but I work like long hours during the day and I just don't have time to get it out and they were like okay well take off work for five days we'll fly to Nashville and get you an Airbnb and just like write some music and I was like that sounds great yeah so I did I came out with like five songs that's so great yeah and I'm, I'm still writing some other stuff but yeah it's funny it's like as soon as I get alone time just no distraction it's like there we go that's what i needed you so know? place is pretty that's a couple times now you've mentioned place you've mentioned the fact that you did part of the record at in muscle shoals and then part of the record at home and you wanted to be home yeah for that reason and then you just mentioned this uh, this kind of isolation to some extent for the writing process yeah so that seems like a common theme there with you for your process is place does matter quite a bit yeah for sure surroundings like knowing that that everybody in my life's okay uh, i don't have to worry about it uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah i think just like having because it's just it is so hard for me to focus on 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 it you know so i just have to have like this is your job right now just focus on this right <laughs> and then things pop out that way so so do you have like a little bit, is that an anxiety thing? Like the worry about other people or are you oh, just yeah. an empath? Oh, oh it's really? bad. Let me tell you what, it's bad. Really? <laughs> yeah, but but it's, you know. Anxiety in general? Yeah. I do too. That's it's, why I bring it up. I talk yeah. about it all the time. This show is basically a therapy show. Half <laughs> That's the time. great. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, just, I just went through a really tough bout this weekend and I, went, I saw my therapist on Tuesday and of course I feel great because all that stuff was in my head and yeah. I wasn't doing the work. Right. right. If I do the work, if I bring my awareness back to my breath, if I'm yeah. getting enough sleep, if I'm exercising, if I'm eating right, go figure. I'm not that anxious. Right. right? Isn't that funny? <laughs> if yeah. I don't do that shit, yeah. <laughs> then I'm a mess. <laughs> totally. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's anxiety. And it's, it's so what do yeah. you do to work on it? You know what? I, it's bad, but I smoke cigarettes sometimes. Okay. Um, a lot. I do have to think about breathing a lot. Yeah. But if I'm really anxious, like I have to play guitar, because it's just like something about the vibration of the strings, like against my body, is like uh, calming, and I don't know why. It's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. It's yeah. like I just have to do it. It like, does. It does the same for me. Yeah. 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 It's it's therapeutic. Just even if I'm mindlessly strumming, if I just pick up my guitar, I'm not worried anymore. Yeah. Totally. It's just, yeah, it, it really is like a miracle cure. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I just got to play more. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my therapist is going to be mad because <laughs> I won't need her anymore, but I'm just going to play more. It's going to fix everything. <laughs> this has been so much fun, Emily, and I want to honor your time, but we usually end on uh, what you're consuming. So, like, what, what art has you fired up? It could be music or film or... I don't know, painting you saw recently. Like, what's got you excited right now? Yeah. Man, there's this album out uh, by Dreamville, which is J. Cole's label. It's Uh, hip-hop, but it's it's like J.I.D. 
J. Cole, Baz, like all these rappers that are just really incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's called, what's it called? Revenge of the Dreamers 3 okay. is what the album is. And it just like fires me up. Oh, I, I don't know what J. it Cole. is. Yeah. J. Cole has some of that same thing we talked about earlier where it's like he he has really catchy pop songs. Yeah. But he is not fucking around. Right. He has a lot to say. That's so cool. Yeah. That's like, that's the goal. The people to who me. can do that, especially at the hip hop and in hip hop, it's amazing when they do it well. Yeah. Kendrick can kind of do it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I agree. You, you know, but J. Cole's a master at it. He's incredible. And his flow is nuts. It's like, yeah. Yeah, the rhythm of that. Like, sometimes, like, sometimes I like to listen to, like, really good rappers and then, uh, like, listen to, okay, what rhythm are they doing right now? And then. I'll use that rhythm and write a riff on that rhythm. And so it's like pretty fun. Yeah. Wow. I am having a hard time even processing what that looks like. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. You should try it. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you'll have, I don't know. So like the rhythm will go like that or something. And then you'll pick out whatever notes you want. And then it's like, turns out to that's cool. all so the, the next emily wolf record is a hip-hop album <laughs> is what maybe. i'm reading between these lines yeah here. maybe yeah, yeah, yeah um thank you so much Thanks break a leg tonight me. this was so much fun Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you to Emily for sitting down with us. Thank you to her manager, Brittany, for making this happen. I had so much fun talking with Emily, and I'm looking forward to the day she's playing arenas. Give us a follow over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the show. I've already mentioned Patreon, but one more plug. It's only 10 bucks, y'all, and you get a shirt, and you get a sticker, and you get a button, and... You get to hear me talk about some of the cool things that happen with the marinade and some of the amazing experiences that I get to have. I'm so grateful. We're coming up on 50 episodes, y'all. Just unbelievable to think about where we've come in in such a short amount of time. And, and that's in huge part due to the support that we've received from, from fans of the show and from our Patreon community and just the support system that we have. Thank you all so much for everything. Thank you for listening and spreading the word. I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude uh, right now, and, and um, I felt that way since day one, so don't anticipate it changing at all. Um, I don't think I'll ever get tired of uh, a retweet or just a, even a like on Facebook when people listen to the show, um, and then personal messages that I get. Thank you so much, and please continue to, because it, it does make a difference. Um, it fires me up to send out the emails and, and do all the work. I mean, this is totally DIY and, um, and it, it takes a lot, but it's totally worth it. Um, especially when I get those, those personal messages about how the show has affected you. All right, y'all, it's time for what I'm getting down on the segment where I talk about the art that is inspiring me at the moment. Um, I've been training for a marathon and that leads to a lot of time in my headphones 
and in my own noodle um, on long runs. I typically listen to long form podcasts. Uh, there aren't a ton out there, you know, a conversational type podcasts. And I'm not crazy about Rogan because of some of his kind of, I don't know. Conservative is not the right word, but some some of his his uh, the 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 way he gives people a platform who spew hate, and I'm okay with the platform actually. Let me rephrase that. I'm okay with the hate coming out because I'd rather it be in public than than hidden. But um, I also get really frustrated when he has somebody on and doesn't challenge them um, either side. You know, push people, challenge people. That's not the nature of my show. Uh, I typically agree with the people that I have on my show. But um, if I didn't, I, and, and if they were spewing hate, which they wouldn't, I wouldn't have them on the show if they were. It's not what we're doing. But I would challenge them. Anyway, I did not mean for this to be a rant about Joe Rogan, uh, but he's obviously been in the news. Um, and I'm not crazy about Mark Maron's show. Um, you know, those long form shows are, are kind of tough. It's tough to keep people's attention for two hours. And Pete Holmes, you made it weird is the one that does. Uh, it's a go to for me. Pete's was the first podcast that I really listened to. Uh, it played a huge role in the impetus for the marinade. It kept me company when my partner, Chris, was living in Orlando and I was living in Jacksonville. Two hours pretty much door to door. And I was here every weekend. I was making the trip for two and a half years. So I listened to a lot of Pete Holmes. And on these runs, I've gotten back into that habit. The episode I listened to on my last long run was a conversation with Shovels and Rope, who I love dearly anyway and fell even deeper in love with after hearing this conversation. It turns out that Carrie Ann and Michael of Shovels and Rope are, are fans of You Made It Weird. And they really opened up on the podcast and not surprisingly that sent me down the shovels and rope rabbit hole you know i've been wearing out their 2019 release by blood and i am so stoked for their show at the social in orlando on february 15th it's just around the corner and uh just two weeks away it's so exciting that they're coming i haven't seen them in forever i think the last time i saw them i saw them at swanee a few years ago and then i saw them open for jason isbel in 2016 or 17 at the St. Augustine Amphitheater, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, that whole experience was one of the best shows I've ever seen. It, it's one of those um, those experiences that's just kind of seared in your memory. You know those shows that you go to that you never forget? I mean, I, I go to shows all the time, and, and not as much now as I did then, but still I go constantly to see live music. And so for one to really stand out like that, that's a Shovels and Rope live show. Uh, it's unbelievable what they're able to do, just the two of them, and their ability to switch and the chemistry between them. And then those songs are so good. So I'm so excited to see them at The Social, which is such an intimate venue. And it would be really cool for folks in the Central Florida area if we could get a bunch of marinators together. We can go have a drink ahead of the show and then maybe take in the experience together. Um, I typically fly solo at most shows like that, but if you're listening to this and you're in the central Florida area and you want to come to the show with me, uh, I don't have any extra tickets or anything, but if you have a ticket and you want to go and hang out and have a, have a drink beforehand or whatever, uh, hit me up on Twitter or, um, or Facebook, especially Twitter. 
um, or Instagram for that matter. You can email me, marinadepodcast at gmail.com. That would be fun if you're interested in getting a group together on February 15th at the Social for Shovels and Rope. Uh, I don't know. Let's try it out. The book I've been reading is Rain Wilson's memoir, The Bassoon King. Uh, I picked it up because my therapist has encouraged me to go on kind of a spiritual journey. We were talking about my upbringing in the Baptist church and how that might have affected my anxiety and my fear of death. Um, That's a whole separate podcast. I I may immediately put that in Jason's journey for our Patreon patrons right now. Um, But that journey has been really interesting. Uh, I'm only two weeks into it, I guess. And, uh, rain was on, you made it weird actually. And he talked about his Baha'i faith and that kind of got me, that piqued my interest. So, uh, I'm reading his memoir and that dude has lived a fascinating life. I definitely recommend the bassoon King. It's, it's an easy entertaining read and it's a much needed break from my months long attempt at reading Dostoevsky's crime and punishment. Um, so stay tuned to what I'm getting down for on updates on that thrilling sh- thrilling saga that seems to be never ending. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.